welcome to the Cover 2 Resources podcast series, a podcast series about addiction and addiction education. My name is Amy McNeil. I lost my brother Samuel to a heroin overdose on October 23rd, 2015. He was 28. As a family, we thought we were prepared to help Sam fight addiction, but we were painfully mistaken. My family founded Cover 2 Resources in memory of Sam. Our mission is to arm others with the knowledge needed to best support a loved one struggling with opioid addiction. Thank you for listening. Hi, this is Greg McNeil from Cover 2 Resources. In 2017, business, civic, and community partners came together to form the Ohio Opioid Education Alliance, whose mission is to fight the opioid epidemic in Ohio a state with one of the highest overdose rates in the nation. Their research revealed that most people were aware of the opioid crisis, but they significantly underestimate the risk that opioids pose for their children and the family. All too often, parents were found to have a not-my-kid kind of mindset, which led them to overlook the importance of preventative measures. So, In 2018, the Alliance developed a very clever public awareness campaign that was set in the imaginary town of Denial, Ohio. Last year, I sat down with Chad Jester, who's the president of Nationwide Insurance Foundation, and he introduced me to the program in one of our podcast episodes. Chad joins me once again today to share the success of the program and their plans to spread it throughout Ohio in the coming year. We begin with a clip from the Denial Ohio campaign. We love this town. It's nice. There's like a peace of mind. It's fine. It just feels safe and secure being in denial. Living in denial works for me. All the families in denial, they feel the same as we do. Opioids? Not in denial. No. It doesn't happen here. No. My daughter is good friends. My boys would tell me anything. Exactly. No, our kids are way too busy. They would never abuse opioids. He gets amazing grades. Welcome to denial. (laughs) Don't live in denial, Ohio. Talk to your kids about opioids. So the Denial Ohio campaign, can you speak to the impact that it's had so far here in Central Ohio? Absolutely. So we think of Central Ohio really as Franklin County and uh, the 20 counties that make up the central region of the state. And that's really based on the media market. So when we do our research and our outreach, we're thinking about Columbus, Franklin County, but beyond. Since the program has, uh, has launched, you've had a chance to actually complete a survey. I believe that was about two months ago. And you got some really promising feedback on that. So over the, the time since we've launched the campaign, we had been planning the entire time to really study and understand what impact we're having. So the Denial Ohio campaign, as you know, is not an awareness campaign. Awareness is really high with residents of Ohio that opioids are a risk. So our call to action is talk to your kids and properly dispose of your prescription medicines. So we wanted to know if folks were actually doing that. So we did the market research, as you mentioned, we've reached 50% of the households in central Ohio and 25% statewide. That's interesting because we just did social media launch two months prior to the survey. So we found from the survey, those we're reaching, they're actually talking to their kids at a 57% response rate, and 53% of them are more cautious about utilization of their prescription meds and disposing of their meds as well. So we were over the top happy with those results, but there's a lot of work yet to do. Folks are still saying here in Central Ohio 
that it's somebody else's issue, somebody else's kid will be impacted by the opioid crisis. So we need to keep at the work of Denial Ohio and the work of the Ohio Education Alliance um, and make sure we're reaching more households going forward. And I think the point of talking to your kids just can't be overemphasized because studies have revealed, you know, for those that talk to the kids, their kids are 50% less likely to use drugs and alcohol. That's powerful. It's an amazing statistic. So any parent who knows that will want to engage with their kids, but not all know how to engage with their kids or when to start that conversation. So professionals would say that children at early elementary school ages are not too young to have the dialogue, but that's a different conversation than an 18-year-old with the parents. So Partnership for Drug-Free Kids, which is now Center on Addiction, has been a great partner of ours. They've done the research on how to talk to your children at any age. And please keep in mind, it's not just parents. Grandparents can have this conversation. Caregivers of the child can. So that could be a coach. It could be a mentor. It could be uh, somebody, if you think about big brothers, big sister, who's a big to a child. So we really want adults to be engaged with children in positive ways, but also be informed on how to have that conversation. And through your Denial Ohio, the website that the Alliance has developed, you also have those resources that are available to coach parents on how to talk to their kids, right? I think you're referring to don'tliveindenial.org. Absolutely. We have a lot of resources there on how to talk to kids, how to dispose of your meds properly with a drop-off location. But also, if you have a family member in crisis who needs help, you can find resources there as well as to uh, where to go to find the help. So now let's pivot over to disposal of drugs. I think that most people, when the, they have a, some type of a procedure, they take the medication home, they put it in their medicine cabinet, and then they forget about it. They do. Um, it's been really interesting as we've engaged with Alliance members, which now total nearly 90 organizations. So we have stories from the realtors about meds being left in homes and during open houses. Folks may come in with the intent of stealing the meds. We've engaged with folks uh, where we bring uh, up the issue of going through your medicine cabinet who have said, yeah, we found Vicodin, which is an opioid from 20 years ago. So um, it's amazing what's left in households. And I don't think homeowners, through all the research and the engagement, understand the risk that a prescription opioid may play if they leave it in their medicine cabinet. It's one of the primary ways that young people have accessed opioids is through friends and family. Yeah. So let's pivot back to probably the primary focus of the campaign, and that is encouraging parents in, throughout Ohio to talk to their kids a little bit more and accept the fact that, yeah, it's here in our neighborhood. It's here in our town. Absolutely. Uh, substance abuse happens everywhere in America. Throughout the state of Ohio, central Ohio, it's a rural issue. It's a suburban issue. It's an urban issue. So when we think about engaging with children, opioids might be the prompt, but parents are really talking to their kids uh, in, in this conversation about prescription meds, illicit drugs, alcohol abuse, tobacco even comes into the conversation. So it's really an engagement opportunity in total for parents to have a healthy conversation with a child that will be a prevention mindset going forward. So what we're really trying to achieve with the campaign, Greg, is to prevent the next generation of addicts. So the not my kid mindset, though, has that kind of moved or is that still pretty ingrained? It's still ingrained uh, to the point that we're going to keep at this campaign. So we found that out from the research 
where once people tune in to the fact that it can impact their child, and it really has um, nothing to do with your child being a good kid, getting good grades, being engaged with sports and the band and clubs, having good friends, um, it's a risk to any child. So until we actually feel like uh, we've penetrated the marketplace to the extent that that's not an issue anymore, we're going to keep at it with Denial Ohio. So the stats across the board, as we discussed a little bit earlier, fantastic. It looks like uh, 69% of the people had uh, viewed the video, 34% had seen social media and been exposed to that. So, I mean, your impact as far as a population is concerned, incredible. It, it seems it to be off incredible. the charts. Yeah. The research that we did, uh, did the 20 counties of Central Ohio, as I mentioned, but also a, a cohort of about 50% of the research was statewide. And statewide is paid social media, which is a partnership with the state of Ohio. They've been an awesome partner, as have local government entities. So just to clarify, this is a public-private partnership where Nationwide, the Nationwide Foundation, may be playing a leadership role behind the scenes. It's about all of us coming together. So outside of Central Ohio, we've had a 25% market penetration, um, and we just stood up the social media campaign in May of this year. By the time we did the survey, it was maybe three months old. So we are reaching people. The creative is engaging folks. Um, we just want to reach every household we possibly can in central Ohio and throughout the state. And 68% said that they're very informed. 53% said they're disposing. And 57% apparently said that they discussed things with the kids. So all of the marketing experts would say that's over the top positive. Um, but we're aggressive because it's about saving lives. So once we get uh, even higher than that, we might be able to say uh, we're satisfied. My guess is, though, Greg, we'll never be satisfied. We want to get out there, have people engage with their kids, dispose of the meds, and really make sure that our next generation of young people are prepared for success in every holistic way. So that one stat that you really want to bring up is the parents concerned that the kids might abuse, and that one came in really low, and that's the reference back to not my kid kind of thing. It was 8.4%. Absolutely. So again, while the awareness is there of all these risks for our young people, it's really still in the mindset, if it's somebody else's kid, who's probably at risk. Um, and if you talk to parents of children who've been impacted, again, from every socioeconomic class, from every geography in the state of Ohio, they may have had that denial mindset. They don't now. So let's look ahead. Very successful launch. Again, since it launched in June of 2018, you've got a, a real good presence here in central Ohio. As you look forward in 2020, what's next? Well, we have 90 members of the Ohio Opioid Education Alliance. Uh, they are a diverse group of organizations that make up state associations, private businesses, education entities, especially in higher ed. We have a new partnership with the Ohio High School Athletic Association, and we're gonna be engaging with all these partners to carry the message forward. So in higher education, uh, we'll have a strategy. When we work with the Restaurant Association, which is a great partner of ours, we'll have a separate strategy. So unfortunately, people have overdosed in restaurants throughout the state of Ohio, usually in the bathrooms. Uh, the realtors, I mentioned, we have a great partnership with them. We're gonna be activating with the membership of all these entities in 2020 while we're running the campaigns. So how do those entities reach you to engage and be a part of this? It's really been an interesting uh, network opportunity. So we look at everybody who's a member of the Alliance, first and foremost, as an employer and ask the question, 
do you know what's happening to your employees and their family members? Sometimes they do, sometimes they like more insight, which we try to help provide. And then we carry the conversation to how can you engage with your members? So the library systems throughout the state have been great. Same problem with people overdosing. The libraries have a lot of members in their network. So they've been taking our communications material and passing it on to their members. It's really a great grassroots way to get the education out there. Speak to the collaboration between you, Chad, and your group and the Ohio Department of Mental Health and Addiction. As I mentioned, this is a public-private partnership. And at the state level, uh, the leadership of Governor DeWine is noteworthy on this topic. Uh, there are a number of directors who are engaged uh, with the issue. Uh, Director Lori Chris at the Ohio Department of Mental Health and Addiction Services and her team are our direct partner in funding and supporting the paid social media campaign throughout the state of Ohio. The folks at Recovery Ohio, which is a new department that the governor has created, and the Ohio Department of Health have also been heavily engaged. So it's really a team effort um, in total. Uh, so the state is working on a much broader spectrum uh, than what we are. Our campaign and our work is really on education and prevention. Uh, but public sector's got to worry about saving lives at the end of the day. So we see our news media report how many people have died within central Ohio and the state of, throughout the state of Ohio. All of our public sector folks are trying to reduce those numbers. We're supporting that, but we continue to go upstream. So I give the state of Ohio and uh, Director Chris and her team a lot of credit uh, for engaging with us in this way. They realize that the issue is complicated and we need public and private sectors to come together if we're really going to move the needle on saving lives and protecting our next generation. What else is in store to expand the program in 2020? We're going to continue to go deeper with the messaging. So just because we've reached 50% of the households in central Ohio uh, doesn't mean we've reached 100%. We may never get to 100%, but we're going to continue to double down on the efforts, do the outreach, engage in new partners, um, elevate the paid social media. We're finding that young people might be intuitive to all of us, but for young people through the survey work, they're getting the message through social media more so uh, than, uh, than um, older generations, I'll say, um, who rely upon the broadcast media. So we want to lift it all up in an equal way, reach young people, reach their parents, reach their grandparents, and make sure it's a comprehensive message to everyone. Chad, when you think about the success of this program and the overall program itself, have there been any surprises? That's a great question. Every day is a surprise, quite frankly. Um, a couple of really positive things have come out of this. I don't know if they're surprises um, or our hopes, right? We had hoped this would happen. So uh, addiction is a mental health issue, right? It's an illness. Um, we're finding that our work and trying to raise the education and prevention message is actually reaching people to help destigmatize the issue. A lot of folks really don't have a choice if they've been exposed to an opioid as to whether addiction might follow. Um, my encouragement is that we not judge others. We try to understand as much as possible. And on this issue, really understand it is an illness and it actually impacts the individual's brain chemistry. So uh, we're finding that destigmatizing can drive healthier conversations, healthier relationships, and just a better general understanding. What would you like people to take away from this podcast? Engage. Engage. You know, go through your medicine cabinet. Start there. You can use a drop-off location, get a drug disposal bag, and uh, talk to kids in your life, right? So it could be a nephew, a niece, uh, could be grandkids, your own children. 
could be that you have family members who haven't had this conversation with their kids. Encourage them to be engaged and point them to the resources. Well, I think that's about it. Chad, thanks a lot for joining us again today and giving us the update on the program. And congratulations on the overwhelming success. And uh, I'm sure it's going to grow from central Ohio throughout our entire great state in the next year. Great. Thank you. We've been joined today by Chad Jester, who's the president of the Nationwide Insurance Foundation. Chad shared the results of an independent survey on the effectiveness of the Living in Denial Ohio public awareness campaign that was launched in 2018 by the Ohio Opioid Education Alliance. That survey revealed that 69% of the population in central Ohio have now seen the ad, and 57% of parents now discuss the dangers of drugs and alcohol with their children. And I think really important is 53% now say they dispose of unused prescription medication. Look for that ad to be spread throughout the state of Ohio in the coming year. If you'd like to learn more about the Ohio Opioid Education Alliance and how to get involved, go to their website at don'tliveindenial.org. My name is Greg McNeil. I'm the founder of Cover 2 Resources. For the latest on community events and our podcast series, follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Cover 2 Resources. That's Cover, the number two, and Resources. As always, thank you for listening to this Cover 2 PPT podcast. That's people, places, and things making a difference in the opioid epidemic. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Cover 2 Resources podcast. This episode is a production of Cover 2 Resources and is made possible by listeners like you. 